This episode is sponsored by Cook Unity. My fiance is incredible at cooking, which is so nice all of the time. But whenever they are out of town or they have a busy night, I feel so useless because I don't know how to cook anything. And I want to be more independent because that is healthy. And so I've outsourced to Cook Unity. Cook Unity is the first chef to use service delivering locally sourced meals from award winning chefs right to your door every week. And it's cheaper than other delivery options. I am so excited to try Cook Unity's mission style beef burrito with black beans and rice. Are you kidding me? That sounds so incredible. Cook Unity works with some of the best chefs in the country to bring creative, delicious meals to you every single week. And every meal is handcrafted by chefs and made in a local micro kitchen, not large production facilities. So you're supporting something good. Experience chef quality meals every week delivered right to your door. Go to cookunity.com slash BCC or enter code BCC before checkout for 50% off your first week. That's 50% off your first week by using code BCC or going to cookunity.com slash BCC. Finding a doctor is truly the hardest thing on planet Earth, which is so unfortunate because when you're feeling really sick, the last thing you want to do is talk to an old man who has no idea what you're going through and doesn't understand anything about medical stuff or science and just tells you to drink more water. That is just the worst feeling ever. And that's why I use ZocDoc. If you listen to this podcast, you know I'm obsessed with ZocDoc. It's the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable and actually listen to you. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Go to ZocDoc.com BCC and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's zocdoccom slash BCC. ZocDoc.com slash BCC. Welcome to the chain. We're your hosts. This is the BCC Club. I'm Kendall Landreth. And I'm Sarah Shower. And each week we go down an internet rabbit hole. This week we're talking about celebrity conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. We are trying to keep it lighthearted this week. There are, because as you all know, conspiracy theories can get very dark. And oh, sure. These are fun. These are a hoot. They're yeah. simple. They're they're light. Yeah, they're light. Before mm-hmm. we get into it, how was your week? It was good. I've uh, been reading books. I've been reading a lot of books. Uh, my one that I'm doing on, like reading right now, is cultish, which us uh, everyone kept DMing me that it's related to another podcast that I should reach out to, and I probably oh, I feel like that would be a fun great topic to talk about. So oh, once great. I finish the book and, and find I'll, out the author, I should finish. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna take a while to find out the author. Yeah, yeah. I need to. I should read it too. Yeah, you should. I um how I can lend you my book. Okay. However, I highlight the crap out that's of everything fun, there's um so I, that's very intimate a real look into your brain oh yeah but so, some of them are like like i literally write like a star and i'm like interesting like nothing else i'm just like i'll go back and be like okay yeah but i'll sometimes i have a highlighter specifically for words i don't know oh that's you nice. know i want to buy um one of those bookmarks that's also a dictionary oh yeah that's, yeah well, i've never seen those they're like it's like a tiny dictionary because oh, um, sometimes I read medical journals and I'm like, I don't know what that means. Why do you read medical journals? Because I want, I like love psychology stuff. Oh, like a psychology. Yeah. Okay, I, see. I don't like learning about the human body. That's enough, you know. Yeah. Um, but the brain and like how people think. Because I've always like, I don't know, just having like ADHD and like autism. I feel like on the outside of a lot of things. And so there's a lot of things I haven't understood. And I mean, like I understand like laws of the world yeah but sometimes when people tell me something 
I genuinely can't understand where they're coming from. Oh, okay. Like, people were talking about Renee Rapp. And this one, I love Renee Rapp. But this one girl was like, I love Renee Rapp because she's not afraid to be unlikable. And the video had like 60,000 likes. And I was like, pause. Is she unlikable to some people? Like, is there is there something yeah. about her that's like being unlikable? I don't know if I would. No, I don't think so. I don't but feel it, like she seems like she's is trying like doesn't care if she seems unlikable yeah that's what i yeah. so i think um maybe the fact that she tells it like it is yeah like but it, it feels kind of like how sometimes people and i like renee rap too so this is not mm-hmm. a dig at renee rap but it's like some people will be like i'm an open book like i feel like i can be this way well i'm an open book but it's like i'm an open book with things that are very i've specifically chosen to be an open book about do you yeah. know what i mean where it's like well i'm comfortable with like i feel like stand-up comedians are like this a lot where it's like oh they talk about their personal life but it's like well no they talk about these like eight things that they're comfortable talking about that yeah. feel personal to you, but the things that are really, really personal to them, they're probably not talking about. Things sometimes maybe with Renee Rapp, it can feel like she tells it like it is about things that she knows are gonna be fine to say. Like yeah. that people will be like, yes, girl, pop off. Yeah. Um, which like is normal. Like I also do that. It's not like I think she should be saying more cancelable things, but I'm like, I'm sure she's not um telling it like it is. Oh yeah. In a way that's not controlled. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that's interesting. One hundred percent. So we're talking about so Oh, wait, wait no, sorry, how no. was your week? I'm sorry. Because there's something that you didn't say last episode. Oh, Sarah. Well, okay. I did. I got engaged. Here's my ring. Oh, my God. Wait. That is so... I love that. Thank you. And you chose that? I did. I okay. picked it out. I We, like, went to... um We went to, like, a ring place a couple yeah. times and tried stuff on, and, and I picked this one. And... But I did not expect to get engaged this year i did not like they we went and picked it out and i was kind of like oh great now like yeah sometime in the next five years maybe we'll get engaged yeah. i just thought that because we've just been like we need to pick it out so that i you know what i want and then you know propose yes. whenever um but we also were gonna go to germany this year and then ended up not because my partner had to get foot surgery mm-hmm. um so when we were gonna go to europe i was like i bet they're gonna propose to me in europe but then when we canceled that trip i was like oh probably just we won't get engaged for a while now yeah um but it was christmas morning and it was Mm -hmm. in my stocking oh my god and i was it was so great and then they and then underneath it was a thing that was like let's go to palm springs and then we went to palm springs and i didn't know we were gonna go on to palm springs it was very fun that is so sweet. And now we're engaged, so I'm very excited. Also, I asked if uh, you chose it, because like, I know that we were talking about, we had a photo shoot the other day. Like, you know, oh, yeah. you, you want to yeah, yeah. choose, like, because um, it's something you're going to wear for a while. Yes. Yeah, and it's like, I would never, it, it's so hard to pick. I mean, even like, I had a whole Pinterest board of like engagement rings I liked. Yeah. But then when I went and tried them on, not those specific rings, but like those style of rings, I like didn't like it on my hand. Yeah. And I would have never thought I would like this. Like, with just looking at it online. But yeah. I do. I do in person. Um, so I feel like it's just so personal. And it's like, yeah, you're going to be wearing it forever. It's like, why does the other person need to pick it? Yeah. That feels so stressful. I would not want to do that. Like, I would not want to pick someone else's ring that they're going to be wearing forever. Oh, no. I, um, I've i tried to buy Naomi clothes. But, I mean, Naomi's also incredibly non-binary. Yeah. Like, um, so they just return everything I buy. <laughs> so I'm like, I find the idea of, like, buying them a ring. I'm like, I'm going to die you no, know yeah it's so good i could uh, i've always thought about that if i like ever had a kid like the thought of like buying my teen like my mom used to like buy me clothes for christmas yeah and she would always do a great job and i would like like the clothes and think they were so cute i'm like i would not be able to do that i would be so anxious i mean yeah. i even get that like with my, my girlfriend's always surprising me with stuff which i think is so sweet but i'd never surprise them with anything because i'm so nervous to do even if i'm like oh 
I think they would like this thing, but it has four options of colors. Yeah. I like cannot just pick one. I feel like I'm like, well, but what if they would pick a different color and then they wanted that color instead and they would like it better if they had that color? I think yeah. it's so hard. So yeah, picking out a ring is, is not um, not it. It's so expensive too. Yeah. You're like buying the most expensive piece of jewelry you have and you have no choice in it. So early on, because I, I don't, we're probably not going to have like a wedding. We'll probably just get married at like a, a courthouse. Can I, I come? To the court, yeah, just I'll be, be the witness. It's great, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's like gonna be very small, probably. I don't know, we can't decide, but anyways, yeah. I, I'm not into like I'm not so serious about wedding stuff, but really early on, I was like, just so you know, like if you ever yeah. propose to me, don't just pick out a ring, please yeah. let me pick it. I mean, I, I, I really want to go because I, my, I think my sister got married, I'm not sure, she hasn't texted me back. <laughs> But she like keeps referring to her girlfriend, fiance, as wife. People do that side. I mean, but she's gay, that. so she says wifey all the time. So I would love to go to a gay wedding right. and be witness to it. Yeah, um, I can't decide. Well, I mean, if you need someone just there to be like, I no, see. No, I can decide. You can come, but yeah. I can't decide if I want to have like a big wedding or not. If you don't even want me to dress up, like, because that's too much pressure, I can also come yeah, and sweat. Yeah, like a stranger. <laughs> I think we don't know you and you're just like kind of in the courthouse area <laughs> for a trial or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's hard because we can't really have, this sounds so bitchy, but we can't really have a small wedding. Like, yeah. there's only no wedding or a huge wedding. And I'm like, that sounds, I don't know. We've always been like no wedding, but now people are like, oh, you're going to have a wedding and then... I'm like, maybe I didn't decide, but yeah. I just think I don't want one. But then yeah. I also, I think I, we've always said we were just going to go on like a month long trip or something and like yeah. spend all the money we would on a wedding. And then maybe like a year later have a party or something. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. I do want a fancy dress though. Yeah. That would be so cute. Cute. I was going to say cool. Cute. Yeah. Cute. Well, I mean, if you want someone, if, if you want someone there to not take it so seriously, I could just look like a slob. <laughs> have a newspaper for some weird reason be like didn't get selected for jury you know got away from my ride and like it could be deeply yeah, impersonal yeah, yeah oh no it could be i would like no of course um but even we're like oh we'll get married at a courthouse and i feel like there's like 40 people that are like well we will be there yeah and i'm like okay then we should just have a wedding anyways i can't decide and i love cake yeah i've always wanted a big fancy cake well i you should do the system of um just when you were getting married, shoot everyone you love a text message. If they can't show up, they can't, you know? But then it's going to be the most random. It's going to be like my mom can't make it, but like this woman I met briefly who's like my dentist assistant is going to be like, I have a dentist bib. Yeah. Like, what's happening here? <laughs> um, I was going to say, so if, I'm excited. if I got married, um, if, uh, Naomi, please don't propose in the next 10 years, five years. Okay. I would want the most <laughs> gaudy ring you've ever seen. Yeah. It has to be like, is yeah. that costume jewelry? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I just love like looking a little bit trashy. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> I love, I feel like such a nerd quoting The Office. It's like not, um, anytime you try to quote a TV show and like explain a scene, it's like never funny. It always is just people are like, okay. But there is a line in The Office that I've always think is so funny where he gets, um, Michael Scott like gets his, fiance a huge ring and everyone's like that looks so expensive and he's like yeah three-year salary because you're supposed to be like three months salary oh, yeah, yeah just the thought that he spent like three hundred thousand dollars on a ring is so funny oh yeah me. but that's like my dream scenario a three hundred thousand dollar ring yeah but you know who else could afford a three hundred thousand dollar ring harry styles harry styles who people think might be bald that's a conspiracy theory <laughs> yeah so we're gonna go into them uh the first one is is harry styles is actually bald i believe it 
I mean, they believe that he's strutting the stage in a wig. It started on uh, Dumois as, as a post in 2022. Um, it says, hidden Hollywood hairline, the message, this A-list musician, occasional actor, has a little dirty little secret he hasn't shared with fans, literally. He has gone almost completely bald. His hairpiece is so lifelike that only a good eye could pick it out, and that's on a bad day. However, he doesn't take it off and clean it enough. Oh. But here's that thing of what you were, you were talking about this once. If you're a celebrity, you're getting hair and makeup done to you. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're taking a shower. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, in fact, I think it sometimes can get probably, I mean, I don't know, but I feel like it could, because you feel like you look fine every day. Yeah. So you just keep not showering. Because you feel like you look good. I know. Uh, the thing and is, no one's yeah. going to tell you you smell bad. Yeah, no That's one's going like, to Nobody's going to tell Harry Styles if he smells bad. Seriously. But I would, um, I don't know. I would want to have some brutally honest people in my circle. Yeah. You know, tell yeah. me if I smell like crap. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's why I think it's really, honestly, I feel like if you're a big celebrity, having like a partner is like when people are like single and really famous I've all, I'm always like that must be really lonely. Yeah. Like I feel like having to have a partner that you met almost previous to being a celebrity is so important to have just one person always there being like no that's not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> um but I've cuz I've heard her styles might smell bad. I've heard that rumor. Um and they said there's some proof that you can see Harry's hairline that has been slowly receding the past several years. We need to embrace the baldness, you guys. Mm-hmm. I feel like bald, balding people, it's like that is fine and it looks great and you're awesome. I just feel like there's so much hate around being bald, unless you don't like being bald for yeah. your own thing. But I think so, then and you like want hair. Because yeah. I know you love those videos of people growing. Didn't you say you were like crying I, at TikToks I, of people I, growing hair? I do hair? feel like for the people who get like hair plugs because I've never seen men like it just feels nice to watch men invest a weird amount of money into their like Looks. aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, you get it now. Yes. And I like, totally yeah. agree. But I think that there are some people like if you want to do whatever. Yeah. To yourself. That's great. But I think some people like. Yeah, there's this weird stigma around balding, and I think it's rude. I don't know. I think sometimes it's okay to make fun of bald men. Because <laughs> the thing is, is they have literally made fun of everything about women. Totally, but I guess I'm like, if you, I don't know. I guess I'm always just like coming for people's looks is so tough because I'm like, there's so many things that men do yeah. that is so easy to come for uh-huh. that they can control and are choosing not to Yeah, that I think it makes me... It's kind of like when people like come for Donald Trump about his weight and I'm like, that is like the... That is so... It's like fat phobic. Uh-huh. And he has so many things you could say are wrong with him and the fact that like over all of those things you're talking yeah. about his weight feels like... Mean is the wrong word because I... I don't care if you're mean to Donald Trump, but it feels mean to other people. Do you yes. know what I mean? I think. Because then what if someone hears a, you know, you're talking about a man who's bald. Yes. And then a woman is bald. Yes. And then now what do we? I love food so much and I am truly horrible at cooking. And I don't mean that in a relatable way. I mean that in a very upsetting, disturbing way and that I cannot make toast. I cannot make anything. I burn everything. I ruin everything. It's very upsetting. But I do love to eat. And there's this local burrito place in my town that I'm absolutely obsessed with. But I am not going to go get that every single morning because that would be irresponsible. So I've got a culinary taste, but I do know how expensive exploring your local food scene can get 
or how hard it is to find the time and energy to try somewhere new. Cook Unity is the first chef-to-use service delivering locally sourced meals from award-winning chefs right to your door every week. And it's cheaper than other delivery options. Go to cookunity.com BCC or enter code BCC before checkout for 50% off your first week. Since I've been craving a burrito from that local burrito place, I am so excited to try Cook Unity's mission-style beef burrito with black beans and rice. Are you kidding me? That sounds so incredible. It looks so delicious, and I'm also really excited and feel good to support local chefs and suppliers. There's no cooking required, which is great for me because I've tried all of those other meal delivery services where you make it yourself, and even when there's an instruction that a child could do, I still can't do it. Can you believe that? It's really sad. Um, So Cook Unity is a perfect option for me, and I'm really really looking forward to it. Cook Unity works with some of the best chefs in the country to bring creative, delicious meals to you every single week. And every meal is handcrafted by chefs and made in a local micro kitchen, not large production facilities. So you're supporting something good. Your food arrives fresh, never frozen, and packaging that keeps meals fresh in the fridge for up to seven days. Cook Unity packaging is compostable, recyclable, or reusable. Pick as few as four or as many as 16 meals per week. So you could be doing it just for a little dinner, or you can be set for every single day, which is probably what I need to do. I'm so excited to use Cook Unity, and you should too, because then we can try it together. And how sweet is that? Experience chef-quality meals every week delivered right to your door. Go to cookunity.com slash BCC or enter code BCC before checkout for 50% off your first week. That's 50% off your first week by using code BCC or going to cookunity.com slash BCC. I remember one day when I used to live in New York that I had a really high fever and I needed a note to get out of work. It was so rude. They didn't just say, feel better, Kendall. They said, unless you want to come to your shift at the restaurant, you need to get a note from a doctor. I wandered around those streets of New York City for literally four hours with a fever trying to find a doctor. And it was impossible. And then when I finally found one, it was so expensive and he was kind of weird. So I really encourage people to use ZocDoc. It is so much better than Hoping for the best, because I'll tell you, there are some interesting doctors out there. ZocDoc is the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable and actually listen to you. And we're not talking about a few. We're talking about tens of thousands of doctors, all with verified patient reviews, so you can make sure the vibes are vibing before you meet in real life. Also, ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. That is my favorite thing when you do not have to call a doctor's office. I hate calling anyone. It is the worst thing I could think of doing. And so I love that I can just click make appointment online. I never have to speak to anyone. It makes it so easy for me um, and it's easy to do on the go, okay? Go to ZocDoc.com slash BCC and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com slash BCC. ZocDoc.com slash BCC. People said that they don't like the musical version. It's because they were too afraid to market Mean Girls as a musical. Yes. I, this is, my partner and I talking about this the other day. It's like, it, because I know that they were like, we didn't make it. Mm-hmm. What are you laughing at over there? No, no keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> we, they, we, they marketed it yeah. as not a musical. And then I think they were, I, someone said that they were like, oh, we did that on purpose because nobody wants to see musicals in theater and also, which I'm like, okay, then don't make it. But also yeah. no one wants to see musicals in theater. And then also it would get people talking about it. They'd be like, why is there no music in the trailer? But I'm like, just because you get people talking about it, I think we're movies do well once again this coming from zero education on this but where movies do well is when people talk about it after if it like gets a big buzz yeah and then people like go see that movie it's so good like go see that movie it's so good 
But if everyone goes and see this movie and doesn't like it, nobody is going to go see it. Like, I feel like there's so many movies I have on my calendar to see. And then someone's like, don't go see it. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to go see it. So I'm like getting people to talk about me. Like, people are going to talk about me and girls no matter what the trailer was. Yeah. But it stopped a lot of people. Even if it got a couple people to go see it because they didn't, they for some reason didn't think it was going to be a musical. Yeah. They're going to tell people after like, it's a musical, don't go see it. Yeah. No, they, they pulled a Jennifer's body, right? Because Jennifer's body was marketed as, like, some, like, smutty, like, lesbian, girl-on-girl shit. And then when people showed up, they're like, it's scary. And they make out, like, twice, you know? We're like Parasite, too. um, And I... (laughs) (laughs) Parasite did did well for itself, so I don't think it was a problem. But they marketed it really as, like, a horror film. Yeah. And it's not really horror. It's kind of like a thriller, I would say. Is that that really... But they marketed it as, like, a really scary horror film. Yeah. So I think when some people went and saw it, they were like... Yeah, it's great. It's not a horror movie. Yeah. Still did great. No, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the thing with, like, Jennifer's body. They're like, we came for the lesbian makeout. We left feeling, they had had to challenge thoughts in their brain. Yeah. Like, that's why, and so, like, that didn't work for, like, Jennifer's body. Like, it's great. Like, everyone now is realizing, like, oh, it's a great horror movie. But, like, at the time, people hated it. And they're going to do that same thing to Mean Girls the Musical. Mm -hmm. There's so many movies like that that, yeah, like, are... All of a sudden, cult classics. Yeah. But at the time when they came out, like, no one cared about it. It always makes me think, like, what's going to be a cult classic in, like, 30 years where it's going to be, like, oh, you know, the SpongeBob movie with David Hasselhoff is a yeah. cult classic. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. But, the, um, yes, sorry. Back to Harry Styles. Um, they have yeah. some photo proof of his hairline receding. Um he has talked about how he doesn't want to be spotted in public, so being bald would make him stand out more. In Dunkirk, when he cut his hair, his fans went insane because they missed his fuller hair look. Um, and I think I'm l- looking at the photo now. I think he has that balding pattern where it goes from, like, this part of the head, like, mm-hmm. the right above the temples, mm-hmm. not, like, so much, like, center. Like, you know, yeah. that balding through the center. out. Yeah. I wonder if that—what's the reason for that? Like, balding, like— I don't know what the reason for any of— Hairline receding versus yes. like actually balding on top. Yeah, I have no idea. It's like a lot of maybe where the sun hits. I don't know. <laughs> My dad has a full head of hair and he's like fifty something. Yeah. So and my mom's pretty thick, um, both body and hair. Get away! Wow. So I um if I um if I have any signs, I don't think that they would have to worry about balding. Oh yeah, my yeah. I probably would. My dad, yeah, my my dad. My dad balded, but it was never like full balding. He still had a little bit of hair going on. Where? Like on the top. It was like he balded on the top where you could like see his head, but it's still, you know, there was still some hair. Very. But it was like so thin to the point where I would be like, yeah, he's bald. Mm -hmm. But there was like one, it was like alfalfa, one little hair. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, Also, people think that Leah Michelle can't read. This is so popular. Leah Michelle from Glee. so the origin of this is the rumor started in 2017 when Jay Hunt and Robert Ackerman of the pop culture podcast One More Thing dove into the memoir of Leah's Glee co-star Sorry Not Sorry by the late Naya Rivera. The pair fixated on a section of the book in which Naya reveals that during the filming of Glee, Leah had refused to improvise with guest star Tim Conway and made his granddaughter who was visiting the set for the shoot cry jay and robert looked for a response to the claims from leah online and couldn't find anything that in turn made them question whether she'd engage with naya's memoir at all (laughs) and then robert said maybe she can't read so she can't read the book 
<laughs> and then this inspired some a 40 minute long TED Talk style video on Facebook titled Leo Michelle is Illiterate. <laughs> the video has since been taken down um, and the podcasters don't claim that Leah has a learning disorder, but rather that she was a child star. Um, so she simply never found time to learn how to read or write. Now they claim she just pays people to do it for her. Yeah, I think that's um, going to be me. What? That's going to be me, honestly. Not knowing how to you unlearn reading. People, I we can hardly read now. Putting your New Year's resolutions, <laughs> just forget it all. <laughs> just, I would believe this though because I have seen. I mean, you see people like okay, like JoJo Siwa, for example. Yeah, I am like she, and I would ask her because I'm sure maybe she has a different answer to this. But I'm like, when did you go to school? There's yeah. absolutely no way you went to school, and even if you were meeting the requirements. Parents could lie about that stuff. Oh, yeah. Jojo Siwa, I've been watching my own eyes her not go to school for yeah. 10 years. She's been on every reality show that involves dance <laughs> you can think of. There's no time in there that she went to school. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm like, yo, when would you? Reading is hard. Yeah. I'm going to say it. It's really hard. No, it is. So when did you learn to do that? I just wouldn't. I And I'm like, sure, Jojo Siwa knows how to read. But yes. I, how well? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, but then I went to school and I can't read very well, so maybe it doesn't matter. But, but I for, am just like some people, when did you learn to do this? Yes. I think that's for um, a lot of people, it, that's for learning disability reasons. If anything, um, they should be potentially defending, because it sounds like if Leah Michelle probably dealt with some neglect growing up, like her mom didn't take her to school or something, and Jojo Siwa, I mean, I don't think her mom has any honest intentions. <laughs> You don't you don't sign your kid up for like every reality dancing TV show because you care, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, it's so insane. Yeah, I'm just like, when did she? I'm like, I want to ask like if she's done like. It's probably some like two hour a day sort of like math, science, literature course. Anyone who's been homeschooled, sound off in the comments if you can. Um, no, I'm totally kidding. I know that you guys are probably like a lot smarter than us. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm always like people are people will, like be like, well, home, people who are homeschooled are way smarter than people who aren't homeschooled. I'm like a very specific group, a very specific group where like, you know, they're homeschooled. They live like in nature. Yeah, they're usually like already geniuses. They spend all of their time, their family usually has money. Yeah. I don't know. All these things add up to, yeah, you can spend a lot of time because you can like learn about things you're interested in, learn about specific, whatever. But I am like, most people who are getting homeschooled, it is not that situation. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Most parents are not qualified to teach. Like, I mean, if you think about if you've ever asked your dad for help on math homework, do you want that man teaching math? No. No. Tears. Literally, he's like screaming about like fractions. And homeschooling is not homeschooling is not homeschooling. I mean, if you're getting yeah. homeschooled because your parents are like, I want to teach you and take you to all these cool places and learn about all this stuff is different from a girl who's like, I have 12 auditions a day. I'm seven years old. Yeah. And for an hour a day, I go on this website and I pretend to do schoolwork. Yeah. That's not the same thing. You know, the video tracks Leah's career from the early moments all the way through her longstanding working relationship with Ryan Murphy. Uh, You know, there's this tweet that says Leah Michelle made a deal with the devil so she could be in Funny Girl on Broadway. She's like Ariel, but instead of trading her voice, she had traded the ability to read. (laughs) Literacy is a prison, much like Finn's. Yeah. Um, (laughs) He wrote the actual hypothesis. The host claims that during her time on Glee, Leah memorized the lines to her songs by listening to the recorded version versions um which leads to the next big claim that glee creator ryan murphy was in on the secret um 
you know, after Glee, it was Ryan Murphy's Scream Queens, where Leah was. And, you know, I mean, that's an easy way to keep up a, a lie. I mean, I don't know what's going on with Ryan Murphy, but something's going on with Ryan Murphy. Ryan that's Murphy. That's what I'll tell you. I love American Horror Story. My main input on American Horror Story Get to the point. Wrap that shit up. It goes on forever. Mm-hmm. Like, God, he cannot. He's not brief. Right. Mm-hmm. But also he casts the same people over and over, which I do like. You know, you keep casting your friends. But sometimes but who they are is always a little bit of a red flag. It feels like sometimes. Yeah. Like Emma Roberts. Yeah. Over and over and over again. He's also like he casts a lot of Nepo babies, mm-hmm. which I don't mind. But I do. Yeah. I find it irritating. <laughs> yeah. Good, if you're good at anything, I've, I've for, all is forgiven. Like, yes. even if you're like, I'm an asshole uh-huh. and I'm so mean, but I'm so good at science and that's yeah. what I do for a living. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. But there are some people it's just irredeemable. So I feel like nepotism babies that also aren't talented. I'm like, actually. Yeah. I hate you. Literally. There's, and you should not get to do this. Yeah, I am. Um, okay, so there's different degrees in my mind of how much I don't like nepotism babies. A nepotism baby who cross industries, absolutely hate. Like, if your parents are athletes and you're an actress, I'm sorry, there's almost, like, no way for me to yeah. come to like you. Uh, a type of nepotism baby I'm, like, I'll get into it, is if you're, um, I don't feel fair that you have, like, a leg up in the industry, but if your parents are actors and you're an actor and your parents are good actors then I'm like, okay, I can believe that you're a good actor. But what if the parents are a good actor and then they're a bad actor Then with that's no a, training? That's a Chet Hanks situation yeah. where you're like, what the fuck went wrong? You yeah. know what I mean? Because that is really embarrassing. And, and I'm like, I, I thank God every day, honestly, that I'm not a nepotism baby because yeah. I do think it would be impossible to gain confidence because if you are a nepotism baby, you're like, well... I should, if you get so successful, it's like you're Meryl Streep's kid and you're yeah. like, oh, I'm in all these movies, I'm doing amazing. I would be like, duh, of course I'm mm-hmm. a successful actor. I should be a successful actor. Whereas if like I booked a Taco Bell commercial, I'd be the talk of my hometown. Like it would be like such a big deal for me and I would yeah. be like, well, I actually made it. Like I fucking did this shit. But if you don't become the most successful person ever and you're that much of a nepotism baby, yeah. it's so embarrassing. Like something yeah. that's normal for everyone else. It's like, of course you're not gonna make it in this industry. It's so hard. If you're an nepotism baby, it's like you are the least talented piece of shit. Yeah. I would say my favorite type of nepotism baby, like to your point, is the nepotism baby is uh, on par or above their parents. And so I'm going to say that this nepotism baby is on par with their parents, Zoe Kravitz. Mm. Like Lenny Kravitz's daughter. I'm like, you guys are... Miley Cyrus? This... Miley Cyrus has surpassed. Okay, so that's what I mean. The nepotism baby, when you are on par or you've surpassed, Miley Cyrus has far passed Billy Mm -hmm. Ray. Like, and so, and also I think Miley has earned it. Like, if, um, also I believe that a nepo baby can shed their label if they surpass their parents. I I think Miley Cyrus has done that. Yeah. Oh, I love Miley Cyrus. Oh, God. I fucking love Miley Cyrus. (laughs) Um, she, okay, there's also another one. So, Leah, if you can read or write... Let us know in the comments if you can. <laughs> but here's the thing. Okay, so um, I am on my mother's side related to a lot of illiterate people. Okay. Because Birmingham, Alabama. Um, oh, my God. My dad's from Birmingham, Alabama. I know. We talked about this. Yeah. Where'd, um, how old is, was your dad? 70. When was he born? S- 69. No. My mom is, was born no. in 1957. 50. Whatever six, 70 years ago was. 
Sorry. Is my mom 70? No, 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 no. Because my, no, no. I did the math wrong. 1954. 54. Okay. So your dad was three years older than my mom. Okay. So they could have known each other. That's so funny. Was she religious? Yeah, she was pretty religious. Very religious. What church did she go to? I don't know, but her dad was a mailman. Okay. Her mom stopped going to school after seventh grade. So they probably... I don't know what I'm thinking about. I'm like, hmm, do I know this? Wait, what's your mom's name again? I don't want to say her maiden name because that's like a... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Security. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they probably did know each other. Honestly, I'll ask I'll my mom. My dad's your book. Yeah, yeah. Well, that'd probably be easier just to ask your mom. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. So um, I I can joke about illiteracy, <laughs> and also yeah. we have learning disabilities. And I'm illiterate, so that yeah, we can yeah, easily yeah. joke. I mean, no, I my vocabulary is just very very small. Yeah, because it's like anything. It's like it takes practice, and I was so bad at reading and processing that I just never read anything really. Yeah, yeah like all through high school and middle school, whatever. Um, and I would like, or I'd have to have my mom help me read stuff. So I think at this point in my life, on medication, I'm able to read like, a, and get through a book, but I don't know so many of the words, even in like a very uh, like younger than me age group book. Yeah. Um, and I'm constantly having to ask what words mean. Yeah. So I think at this point, yeah, I'm like able to read, but it's just at the level of like a younger person and I can't, I don't have a good vocabulary. Mm -hmm. I've got something wrong with my brain where it's like, I go to all the proper nouns first in a sentence. Yeah. Like I, I do that like as well. Like a name or proper noun. I'm like, this is, I have to like force myself to go to the front. And I'll skip to the bottom of the page for no reason. Not like I yeah. saw something interesting. I'll just be like wanting to see what's down there. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, I need to reread this. What is going on? No, Exactly. Also, people think that Anne Hathaway might be a time traveler. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love Anne Hathaway. She is, yeah. One time when I was really drunk and I was in high school, I DM'd her and asked her if she could please, I was like begging her to please help me become famous. She respond? No. Well, Anne. <laughs> um, but yeah, a Twitter user posted about how Anne Hathaway's husband looks extremely similar to William Shakespeare, and he does. Um, what does that have to do with her? That means he's a time traveler. Uh, she's a, a Shakespearean by proxy. Um, and William <laughs> Shakespeare's wife was also named Anne Hathaway. Oh, wait, that's actually crazy. Yeah. That, that is weird. Well, wait, was she named after Anne Hathaway? I don't know. Wait, the theory states that Anne Hathaway and her current husband must have been reincarnated after living in the 16th century. Twitter users added that, in the, added that in the 16th century, they perhaps made a deal. Shakespeare would be more famous in his life than in the 21st century life. Anne Hathaway would get more famous. You know, a classic couple compromise is what Jake said. Uh, people <laughs> also suggested this is Shakespeare's way of making up for poor treatment of his, of his wife in the past life. And then Jake says, abuse your wife, then 500, later, 500 years later, don't get in the way of her fame. Was Shakespeare honorable. abusive to his wife? Yes. Oh, bad any, Shakespeare. It's a safe bet that any man, like, just actually from now to literally any time in the past, probably yeah. an asshole to his wife. Yeah. Mm. Also, another one. Do you believe that one about Anne Hathaway? I think, um, uh, I mean, no. I would need to see a picture of the actual, like, 500 years ago Anne Hathaway. I know. I William Shakespeare's, Shakespeare's wife. wife. Honestly, she kind of looks like her. Oh, wow. Guys, pull over. Pull over if you're <laughs> driving right now. She really kind of looks like her. I mean, in the same way that, like... She's got no lips. 
Anne well, Hathaway's got I do those know beautiful exactly lips. Well, that's um, true. Okay, the next one is Melania Trump has a body double. The rumors state that Melania would sometimes use a body double so that she wouldn't have to be with her husband in public situations. I believe this. I fully believe that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember, like, there was, like, this lady wearing glasses. And, it like, it did, <laughs> it looked like Melania, but it it wasn't her. It's. I would believe that 100%. <laughs> uh, that's it. It really makes me laugh. She just, I couldn't not like her. Obviously, this is politics aside. Just her energy. I've never seen someone seem so just like, what the fuck am I doing? Like the yeah. whole presidency. She was just like, look, you could see her just in her head looking at him like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. How did I get here? Yes. Um, but the origin was it was sparked by a particular picture of Melania boarding Marine One at the White House as she and the president left for the final debate in Nashville, Tennessee. Later, a feud on Twitter started in 2017 when people found Melania wearing dark sunglasses. Yeah. Next to President Trump, who told a reporter, I'm joined here by my <laughs> wife, Melania, who also <laughs> happens to be here today. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, As if he were trying to convince the public this was his real wife, even though no one uh, was speculating before. That is very funny. Yeah, like what I was saying, like, if you have to tell someone you're not something, like, I am not fucked up right now, and no one asked, everyone's going to be like, okay, that person is, like, drunk as hell. Yeah. Yeah. I really like this next one because I am a huge Adam Sandler fan. Yeah. And I think this is this is 100% true. Adam Sandler only makes movies as an excuse to go on vacation. I think Adam Sandler only makes movies <laughs> as an excuse to touch beautiful women. Have you seen all the movies he's made? Like, it, the, his wives are, like, unbelievable. It's insane. You know that I, when I was younger, I had to, I would, like, every year, I mean, I still am like this. I would, like, have a movie that I fell asleep to every night and I, like, could not fall asleep without For that me, film. It was Spanglish. Oh, really? Yes, <laughs> That's yes. so funny. Mine was Just Go With It, which is a movie that I feel like no one else watched, yeah. but I was obsessed with. And it's him, Jennifer Aniston, um, like Bailey Madison, whatever. And mm-hmm. he dates Jennifer Aniston and she's so hot. It's also so funny because yeah. in the beginning, it's like one of those, like she gets a makeover scenes. Yeah. She's a, she works at a plastic surgery office. She looks so pretty but yeah. she has her hair up in like a claw clip oh yeah which i guess wasn't in 10 years ago but is now but Ew. she has her hair up in a claw clip and she looks so normal and nice yeah and then she just takes her hair down and he's like but the whole beginning of the movie he's like god you're so ugly you look like a piece of shit and then she like takes her hair down and he's like oh my god she's so hot um but yeah her and then drew barrymore and um i was gonna say she got she's the man no not she's the man is it she's the man what's that one with freddie prince jr She's, she's all, all that. that. No, she's, she's the man, that. guys. But yeah, so Adam Sandler only does movies that take place in um, other places. He's done Blended in South Africa, Bedtime Stories, Castello di Amorosa, Don't Mess with the Zohan, which is a Mexico murder mystery in Italy, The Do-Over in Puerto Rico, Happy Gilmore was in Canada, Punch Drunk Love was in Hawaii, Just Go With It was in Hawaii, Grown Ups in Cape Cod. Yeah, he's done so many. And they always are. I really would believe this because also not all, a lot of them are not just like in a different country. They're always like, based at a resort yeah like just go with it is about him going on a vacation to hawaii and i feel like blended is also about him going on a vacation in south africa i maybe it's not even about the vacation aspect it's like where is an environment where this man who only wears basketball shorts can exist you know and be love interest <laughs> yeah like he he's the type of guy who wears like those like cut off tanks and basketball yeah. shorts smoking a cig so of course he's got to be like somewhere tropical i just would i'm sorry i would date him 
I had a, I'm really? sorry. I would. I mean, I'm engaged, so I can't. Yeah. But if I was single uh-huh. and he asked, I would date him. I was talking to my friends about this last night because they're like, who's the person you would sleep with that is the weirdest person probably? And I was like, Adam Sandler. I've heard he's so nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could not imagine him on top of me. Um, let me think. Who's the weirdest celebrity that's a man that I would date if I had lost my mind? Dick Van Dyke. Who the? Who's Dick Van Dyke? Dick Van Dyke. Sarah, how do you not know who Dick Van Dyke is? That sounds like a strap-on brand. <laughs> He's the guy who does um, the- Mary Poppins? Wheel of Fortune. No. <laughs> oh my God. Who's that female comedian who did the shell, the voice for the shell? Um, Marcel the Shell, it's her ex-boyfriend. Oh. Jenny Slade. Yeah, Jenny Slade, that's it. He is a hot guy. Um, Chris Evans. Okay, you would date Chris Evans. I would date Chris Evans because Chris Evans and Jenny Slate makes me trust him. When a really, and I'm not saying that Jenny Slate is not incredibly attractive, when a really hot guy dates a funny bitch, that's when I know that I can trust yeah. him. Yeah. Like, no man, no man ever goes after, like, the funny girl. It's always the, if, if all of his exes are models or like actresses yeah. or very serious pensive types, yeah. don't trust them. If they can date a funny girl, I know that they're smart. Yeah. Chris yeah. Evans, I'd fuck you once. One time. Number eight, Lindsay Lohan actually had a twin sister who Disney killed off after the parent trap. There's absolutely no way that is true. That is the most insane thing I've ever heard. That is, that would not be, that's crazy. Mm, there's Allie Lohan. Okay, I don't know who that is. <gasps> Lindsay's little sister? Oh, you don't know who Dick Van Dyke is. But Allie Lohan, you are so young. It's crazy because you're talking about Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> but no, um, okay, no, Allie Lohan like had this like series on E! like before the Kardashians. And it was like for one season. And she's just the, like, I don't know. But Lindsay doesn't have a twin now. Lindsay Lohan famously played two people in the 1990 movie, The Parent Trap. I wasn't born in 1998, so You were born in 99. Uh-huh. I was born in 94. Yeah. But I hate The Parent Trap. What? I, I told you I can't stand movies that are about kids. Oh, I actually get that. I guess I feel like Parent Trap is more about the appearance. Uh-huh. I also can't. And what's her name, who I have a huge crush on. It's in that movie. Mm-hmm. Who plays Chessie? Yes. My biggest pet peeve in a movie is when a child has an accent. Like, not, oh my God, no, 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 no. When a child fakes an accent, sorry. Like, because I don't like, I mean, like, when a child, yeah. like, does an accent. Yes, I know what you're talking about. I mean, I already, I already get annoyed when, like, a actor, like, does, like, a, a southern accent and, like, they keep switching in, like, British, like, pronunciations. Yeah. I'm sorry, I... It's no, like we when, know it, what you mean. when Lindsay Lohan does the British accent, like it's it. it's something I can't unlatch from. You know what I hate is when in TV shows or films, they have a child who plays like a attitude child where the child oh, yeah. will be like, oh, yeah, I'm so sure. Oh, oh, you're trying to date my mom. Good luck. It's like no child would ever talk like this. Oh, yeah. I hate when someone's trying to be... Um, like sassy, but they've chosen too many words. And so like, oh, are you really sure that you're gonna tell me what to do? It's like, <laughs> get it out, get it out. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I'm um, yelling. 
Former, okay, this is another conspiracy theory. Former Disney stars purposely sabotage their image to get out of Disney contracts. I would believe that. Yeah, I believe that. Miley Cyrus um, was a huge Disney star with Hannah Montana, but after ending the show, she started releasing much different music. Um, can't be tamed, anyone. Um, that also, changed my Demi life. Also, Lovato, which I, I don't know if she was doing that. I think she might have had an addiction issue, which may probably why probably wasn't like purposefully to get out of Disney, but I think, you know, yeah. uh, maybe, you know, it, it certainly did get her out of Disney. But the, um, they have lists of others, like Vanessa Hudgens, you know, did Spring Breakers. I thought they were going to mention something else. Any other millennials remember when this, she's a victim. Who? Vanessa Hudgens. When, when her, she what? When her pictures leaked. Oh, how old was she when that happened? A teenager. That is really messed up. And everyone was like, whore? And I was like, she's a kid. Also, the uh, it's interesting because, yeah, I haven't really thought about that in a really long time. And when I, I remember when that happened, I was so young that I think I thought of her as like a, a full-on adult. Like, yeah. you know, I'm like thinking of her as like a 30-year-old. I still was like, well, that sucks. But I, it's crazy to think about that now and be like, wow, she was a child. Mm-hmm. Um, There's also Zac Efron who did Neighbors, which is R-rated. Selena Gomez, who also did Spring Breakers. And Shia LaBeouf, who did Drugs and... <laughs> Just whatever. Got arrested, so that. But uh, I will say, Shia LaBe- Okay, Holes is the only movie that involves predominantly children that I can watch. But it's not really children. They're, yeah. They're like playing, what is it about again? Um, Shia LaBeouf, yeah. He steals some shoes. Acts, no, he doesn't. Zero steals shoes. And then they all get sent to like this juvenile detention camp where they have to dig holes in the God, desert. Perfect. Because it builds character. I don't know why no parent questioned that. Yeah. Why are our kids digging holes? Yeah, what was it for? To build character. No, but, but what they were was looking, the holes for? They, they were looking for um, treasure. Um, they, but the thing is, is they didn't carry Madame Zeroni up the mountain. Mm. So when Shia LaBeouf carried Zero up the mountain, um, he was the descendant of madame zeroni interesting and so stanley yelnats is stanley yelnats backwards got it and so he did what his grandpappy should have and then it started to rain yeah and they found the treasure oh, i gotta watch this movie no, i don't they didn't find treasure they just fixed the curse sorry yeah well but also you know what a good movie is with shia labeouf is the even stevens movie oh yeah that's a good movie oh too. that has one of my favorite like scenes ever there's a point at the end where red and him are on the beach and red's gonna talk to someone and shia labeouf is sitting on this ledge and he's like i'll give you a second just literally falls off like backwards <laughs> off the edge and he disappears i think that's so funny like there's it reminds me of that scene in mean girls when katie runs out of the house during the halloween scene yeah and like that guy just falls off the yes 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 I love when people fall. Oh, it's classic comedy. Some things just are good comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Physical humor. People also think Winnie the Pooh is, I've heard this before, is, is that they're based on specific mental illnesses like Pooh has an eating disorder, Piglet has anxiety disorder, Rabbit has narcissistic personality disorder, and Eeyore is depressed. Um, I do believe that Eeyore is depressed. What eating disorder? Binge eating for Pooh? Yeah, I guess. I know. But just honey? That doesn't... Uh, yeah, I guess that would be it. But when you think bears, you think honey. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily think... If anything, you should be like, Pooh has alcoholism. What with honey? Yeah, because that's not something that you would normally see. It's also funny because I'm just like, yeah, when you write a show, I feel like people do this all the time with characters where they'll be like, Ross from Friends is a narcissist. Yeah. And I'm like, he's a character. He's not a real person. He's a white man. I'm like, you... 
when you're if you're writing a character, you have to heighten the thing. So it's like when you're thinking of like what oh what could be a character oh really type A we have to heighten that to the nth degree. So now it's like Piglet or Monica or whatever it is. Yeah. I'm like yeah if you heighten any characteristic, it becomes a mental illness. But I mean that's yeah like when you write a character, you have to create someone crazy or else people are not going to watch it. You know. Yes, if you just had a bunch of people who are very normal. Nobody would want to watch that. Every single show is like a heightened version. It's like new girls, like Schmidt, it, Schmidt would be considered to have probably like OCD. Yeah. Or or really, t- I don't know. Uh, Jessica Day is like so heightened to be the most like people please the like uh, anxiety. Yeah. Per- I don't know. They're all just like, yeah, if any character heightened is going to be something that is not normal. Yeah. So every character on TV if they existed in the real world, it would be insane. Mm-hmm. Even who, when it feels normal on a TV show, it's like it would be nuts. Who is your favorite crazy character that's not a villain? Uh, like on TV? Yeah, like just out of their minds because I have mine and I mm. hate this TV show. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I, oh my God. You go first if you know. I love Creed from The Office. I I also love Creed. Did you know that he is, he's really a famous musician? For, he's not the same Creed. No, no, I know, but he, that guy, <laughs> that character, <laughs> you know, that's Creed. No, you're trying the, to convince the, me that Creed the is character, Creed. character, that actor is like an actual famous musician, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, he is. I, I mean, a lot of the characters from The Office are great. I mean, Dwight is great. Yeah, I love, I really like Nick from New Girl. He really makes me laugh. Mm. I I like Schmidt more than Nick. I like Schmidt. I think Schmidt is like so funny. Like he's one of my favorites too. I think that cast is great. Yeah. But I think Schmidt is like a character I've kind of seen before, which does isn't about it's not like he I think the actor makes it different. Yeah. But it's not like a crazy character. I think Nick is like a new character. I'm like, what is this? This man yeah. is like I mean, I guess it's just kind of like a man that wants to that isn't doing anything, but yeah. I just think he's, I just think he's very funny. It really makes me laugh. I think um, something that would be like my ultimate fantasy is if you got Schmidt from New Girl, Laszlo from What We Do in the Shadows, and Moira mm. Rose from Schitt's Creek oh, yeah. to just speak to each other. Yeah. The random way that they pronounce words. Yeah. I would, l- I would come. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. man, yeah. I, like, I also love, um, I do love, this is unpopular opinion, but I do love Ross on Friends. He really makes me laugh. Really? I think everyone's least favorite character. I mean, Monica's my favorite character on Friends. Uh-huh. I think she's so funny. I think Courtney Cox, I would do anything for Courtney Cox, honestly. Mm-hmm. I have never seen a full episode of Friends. Yeah. I think it's one of those things you probably have to like grow up with it. I think it's like people either grow up with like that or Frasier. No, it's it's one of those things. Yeah, like um, where uh, the series, I just people have t- hyped it up too much. Like when people tell me that I would like Grey's Anatomy, I'm like, it's too long. I can't start it. But yeah. like, I I love people's appreciation for Friends yeah. or Grey's Anatomy. You know? Yeah, I think it's just whether you grew up with it. It's like it, Friends would not. It's so funny. Jennifer Aniston did this thing where she or did an interview where she was like, people are so, like sensitive these days like friends couldn't be on now because which i'm like yeah of course nothing from 10 years ago could probably be on today which is good but also i was like don't go down this hole because friends could not be on today because friends not would be it would not be popular today it wouldn't even be picked up today you could not just be like it's a show about six people period yeah that's the whole plot it's like that would never 
stick around these days. So I just am like, you're lucky it came out in the 90s because, but I do love it. I mean, I just grew up with it. No, exactly. It's like, that's like saying, like, it's it's also outdated. That's like being, that's like saying like, oh, a beeper couldn't sell today. Yeah, because there's no use for it. Yeah. And as like, we're so far along in technology, that would be like going, like going back in time. But um, there's also one more, um, Michael Sarah never agreed to be an actor. He just stumbled into it and couldn't say no due to his awkward persona. Yeah, I do. Probably true. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> he like was on a, one of those like um, production set tours. Yeah. And he fell off, you know. Fell and then off. they're like, "You boy, come <gasps> here, be um, <laughs> be this character." Yeah, I believe it. Um. Well, thank you all so much for watching and listening and being here. And happy. Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. The hump day, as they say. Um, make sure to... <laughs> <laughs> they do say that. Make sure to rate us five stars. Um, give us a like, thumbs up, you know, subscribe on YouTube. Anywhere you get your podcasts, leave a nice little blurb if you can. And anywhere you get your Vivance, comment down below. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, please, I need my medication. If Mommy needs her pills. In the Los Angeles area, and <laughs> uh, actually... Kendall is willing to travel. So yeah. uh, any place you get your Vivans, please let us know in the comments below. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, and I hope you guys are just having a wonderful, wonderful week. And remember, tomorrow's Thursday, and then it's Friday, and then it's the weekend. So just in, I feel like I'm on the radio right now. Yeah, so yeah. just enjoy, and Taylor is going to bring us home on this Wednesday morning. Hell yeah. All right. Taylor Swift, if that wasn't clear. No, no, no I got it. <laughs> but um, we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Finding a doctor is truly the hardest thing on planet Earth, which is so unfortunate because when you're feeling really sick, the last thing you want to do is talk to an old man who has no idea what you're going through and doesn't understand anything about medical stuff or science and just tells you to drink more water. That is just the worst feeling ever. And that's why I use ZocDoc. If you listen to this podcast, you know I'm obsessed with ZocDoc. It's the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable and actually listen to you. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Go to ZocDoc.com BCC and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com BCC. ZocDoc.com BCC.